This is 5 Minute Friday, 5 Job Hunting Tips. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, everybody. Super pumped to have you back here on the show. Today, I've got something very cool prepared for you. So you may have heard that we are hiring at Super Data Science, and specifically, we're looking for a data analyst. And in this past week, as of the recording of this podcast in the preceding week, I interviewed six data analyst candidates, five who applied through our careers page, um, and one who was scouted for us by a recruiter. And I've got some very interesting insights to share with you that you might be able to apply into your job applications. So, uh, in a nutshell, out of the six applicants, all five who applied through the careers page um, have not been successful. So I've spoken to each one of them, and unfortunately, in every single case, I decided not to progress them to the next stage of the interview process. The candidate who was scouted for as a recruiter was successful, and she, um, as of recording this podcast, she's progressing through our interview process. She's already done her case study. She's had a few interviews. She's on, going on to her final interview very soon. Um, and uh, that is not to say that you cannot be successful if you apply. If you were not found by a headhunter or a recruiter, then you won't be successful. Not at all. And the point of this podcast is to give you those tips to show you the contrast between successful and unsuccessful applications so that you can incorporate the right uh, approaches in your applications wherever you're applying, not necessarily to our company, to any company. I think these will be valuable. So here we go. Five tips plus a bonus one at the end. Number one, be very careful when you write your application. So we have a careers page. We've got our uh, job positions listed there. You click on a job, and then there's like an application form that you need to fill out. And then those forms come to our hiring managers, and they, so basically the managers of the teams that are looking for those people. And they then look through these forms. When I posted on LinkedIn that we're hiring a data analyst, we got like 60 plus applications within one or two days. A lot of applications came in, as you can imagine. It's a lot of work to go through them. So if a candidate is writing up their application and make a lot of grammatical mistakes, or they're just careless, for example. So for example, we have a field that's asking about the availability to start. So when are you available to start? Some candidates put in their expected salary range into that field. So that's a clear indication that the person was doing it very fast or didn't care enough to do their application process properly. So things like that, as soon as that comes up, in most cases, the application is discarded right away simply because of the sheer volume of applications. Why should a company be investing their time and effort into reviewing an application which was submitted carelessly? So be very careful, reread your application several times, check for grammatical mistakes, make sure you filled in the fields correctly. That's like the number one filter um, when you're applying. And, and moreover, in many cases, these are processed um, automatically by AI. So you want to be extremely careful, especially in those cases. Tip number two is submitting a cover letter in addition to your CV. You cannot imagine how much that stands out. If a candidate just throws in their CV and fills in the application form, okay, that's it's a good start. Uh, in our case, we have a field where you can add some text and explain why you think you're the perfect candidate for this position. So that kind of acts as a cover letter. 
But if you go the extra step and you write up a professional looking cover letter about how you would add value to our company, that's an extra bonus. Those are extra bonus points. And one of the candidates did that and that really stood out to me. Um, the key here is that it has to be well thought out. It's not a template cover letter. Uh, it needs to describe in detail, uh, this. your cover letter needs to describe in detail what value you bring to the company and why you are applying for this position. You need to show that you've done your research and that you know the pains of the company, you know why the company has created this position, what's the purpose, what are the pain points, and how you're going to address them. So uh, make sure it's not just like one of those standard templated cover letters. It has to be a thought through cover letter. You're actually communicating. It's your chance to communicate to the hiring manager that you understand the pains of the company and you also are there to address them. It's a very powerful tool and it's extremely overlooked these days. Number three, uh, include examples of your work. Your online portfolio speaks 100 times louder than your CV. A few people included their portfolios and we are hiring for data analysts with specifically experience in Tableau. So the few people included Tableau Public as a portfolio. And that is good for two reasons. One is if you have a great portfolio, basically you should have a great portfolio in your perspective. But why is it great for two reasons is that on one hand, if your portfolio, the, the work you show in your portfolio, whether it's Tableau Public or uh, it's your GitHub repository, or it's your you know, blogs and things you write on Medium, your blog, your LinkedIn blogs, whatever it is. If they are adequate for the level required in the company, then you will more likely get selected to go through the interview process. Um, because it's clear indication, it's, it's a demonstration that you have the right skills. On the other hand, even if you think your portfolio is great, but it's not adequate to the level that's required by the company, then you that will be a good filter for the hiring manager. They'll, they'll see that, unfortunately, you don't have the right skills. And guess what? That's a good thing because it will save you time, it will save the hiring manager time, and it won't burn your chance with the company. What's the point of you applying, not having the right skills, going into the interview process just for the hiring manager to realize that it's clear that you are not ready for this role, then they probably won't want to speak with you for another year at least until they think you have the right skills. So why burn your chance with that company? Your portfolio acts as a filter in both ways and it's in both cases is good for you. Okay, so those are like the three tips that you can apply in the, pro, in the stages of when you're applying for the job, when you're submitting your application. So write your application carefully and avoid grammatical mistakes and be care and avoid being careless. Uh, submit a cover letter with your along with your CV. If there is no field for a cover letter, one of the applicants in our application process, she actually added her cover letter, merged it with her CV and added it as a first page of her CV in the PDF format, which showed us that she put in extra effort to do that. Uh, number three, include examples of your work. This very powerful tip, especially applicable to data science, that's going to save everybody time. And also, if your work is relevant, will get you on the front foot. Now, the other two tips, number four and number five, are about that first catch-up, a first interview or first uh, introductory call that you have, uh, usually with the hiring manager or whoever is making the decision to progress you to the uh, next stage of the interview uh, process. Um, or it could be an HR manager, uh, or you know, it depends on the company how it's set up. So, tip number four is confidence. The applicant that we headhunted 
was much more confident and much calmer. Why is that? Why was she much calmer and much more confident than the applicants that applied uh, through uh, our careers page? And the reason here is not because she applied, they applied and she had, um, she was, uh, she was headhunted. That's not necessarily the case. And I'll give you an example at the very end in the, uh, in the bonus tip. Uh, the reason why she was calm and confident is, is also not just because she already has a job. Some of the applicants, several of the applicants who applied through our careers page also already have jobs. So they're, they're secure in their jobs. They, they're not desperately looking for a job. So that's also not the case. So why was she calm and confident? The main reason is that the recruiter had already done the matchmaking. So she knows de facto that her skills are exactly what the company is looking for. Otherwise, the recruiter wouldn't have contacted her in the first place. So she's got that part checked off by the recruiter. She doesn't have to go in and do all the research. Self. You know, it's a, it's advisable, it's, it's useful, but that part is checked off. So she knows the skills she has is what the company is looking for. And in addition to that, she is extremely comfortable in that domain. She knows what she's worth. She knows her worth in terms of those specific skills. In this case, it's Tableau and building dashboards and reporting, um, business intelligence, things like that. The thing is, you can re replicate this whole same uh, situation. You can put yourself in exactly the same situation without a recruiter. You know, if you have a recruiter contacting you, and one of the previous Five Minute Friday episodes was like, get a headhunter or get a recruiter, build a network of recruiters. If a network, if a recruiter is contacting you, then you're going to have this de facto. But even if you don't have a, a recruiter, you can replicate this. And the way to replicate it is simply apply for the right job, right? I'll do. I'll say it again. Apply for the right job. If you're punching way above your weight, then when you get to the interview, A, you will be nervous, right? You will know that you don't have the skills that were clearly indicated in the job description. And this is different. So in some cases, yes, um, in data science, the job description lists too many skills, everything under the sun because a hiring manager don't, doesn't know what they want. That's a whole different situation. If the job description is written up properly and it's clear what they want, make sure you have that because otherwise you'll be at the interview, you'll be very nervous um, because you know you don't have those skills and B, the hiring manager will see right through you anyway and you will eventually inevitably burn your chance with that company. So, and also you'll waste your time, you'll waste their time Make sure you are applying for the right job and make sure you are confident in your skills. It's better to not rush for that job. Understand. So it goes back to actually understanding what is it that you want to do in data science? We've discussed this with many guests on the podcast and in 5-Minute Friday episodes as well. Data science is huge. There's lots of things. You can do data modeling, data preparation, uh, presentation skills could be your focus, um, data mining, dashboards, what tool, is it Python, is it Tableau, is it R, is it Power BI, uh, are you going to, you want to go into AI, do you want to do deep learning, there's so many things you want to do in data science, so if you're just applying for all sorts of jobs, then you're going to be like a jack of all trades, master of none. First step in all of this is to identify, okay, what am I passionate about data science, take a step back, spend six months, spend the next 12, 18 months understanding what you're truly passionate in data science and getting good at it building a portfolio, and then when you're applying for a job, if it's a Tableau job or whatever other job, let's say Tableau in this case, 
you're already an expert. You have your certification, which um, is the first, second level, first level certification is not hard to get at all. Um, you, you know your worth. And then applying for these jobs will be very easy because you'll be laser focused on a specific type of job, a specific uh, field that you want to get into. So yeah, uh, and if you, re if you already know what you want to be good at and, and what kind of jobs you want, let's say again, in this case, Tableau, you're already using Tableau work, then don't stop there. Don't stop with your professional skills. Go and learn. Go and uh, take courses on Tableau. Take, um, uh, do challenges. Join something like Makeover Monday. Um, do explore projects on your own. Find data sets. You know, become really comfortable and confident there. Which leads, leads us to tip number five. And tip number five is on this first call, you need to show you basically you need to make yourself desired by the company. It shouldn't be like a lot of people, especially on this interview, uh, the, the interviews I had this past week, a lot of people were, I could see that they're desperate for this job, that they really want this job, which is nothing's wrong with really wanting a job. The problem is that you need to show the company, you need to position yourself in a way that the company also really wants you. In fact, it's better that the company wants you much more than you want to join them. And how do you do that? Well, I'm reading a book right now. It's called uh, Predictably Irrational by Dan O'Reilly. And one of the tips he talks about there, one of the psychological concepts is, uh, paraphrasing what he says in the book, it goes like this. In order to make a person want something, you need to make that thing difficult to attain. So in this case, you need to make yourself difficult to attain. And how do you do that? Well, first things is that your technical skills need to be out of the question, right? You need to be so confident about your technical skills, capabilities, that you're applying for the right job. This is a combination of being passionate about this specific area and being, you know, grow, having grown in it for the past, you know, months, years, and being a, knowing you're an expert in it and applying for the right job. So if you're an expert in Python, no point in applying for a job in Tableau unless unless you really want to start at a junior level first go and learn Tableau and then apply for jobs in Tableau, for example. Um, so what, if you have all of that, you should ultimately get to a point where your technical skills are out of the question. Of course, it's, you should still be able and open to demonstrating these skills in the interview process. For instance, we ask our applicants to take the Tableau exam. We give them a case study to do at home. And then we also provide a time pressure test on the technical interview. So in all those cases, you should be absolutely confident that you can do those things. And you shouldn't be struggling there. Uh, the negotiation process shouldn't be about your technical skills. It shouldn't be like, um, yeah, like I don't have these technical skills, but I can develop them and things like that. You should just have them and demonstrate them with grace and then move the interview. So effectively, by doing that, the interview will move into a non-technical, into discussion of non-technical and non-monetary things relating to the role. So you shouldn't be talking about, okay, my technical skills and what's the salary rate. You should you should start talking about things like what is the value, what are the values in your company? What is the company culture like? How do you all work? How have you been dealing with this pandemic? Um, what facilities do you provide from, for working from home? Um, what are the career growth options? Uh, how do you cater to uh, how do you make sure people are constantly challenged? You know, like you should be asking questions that really matter in a workplace that will make you feel fulfilled, 
it's important for you to really evaluate the company and mean it, not just for show, but for yourself. You need to evaluate the company, understand, is this the right company for you? Not just in terms of technical skills and remuneration, but is it a nice place to work? Are you going to grow there? Are you going to have, uh, are you going to fulfill those career uh, aspirations and um, learning needs that you have or or whatever else is important for you? And that way, then the company sees that you, A, have the technical skills, B, you're not super focused just on the monetary aspect, and from the, and C, you're talking about things that matter to you, and they might not really, they don't know if they have them. The company won't doesn't know for sure if they have those things the way you want them. They don't know if like they can fulfill your growth needs, your, they can um, uh, help with or make sure you can reach your career aspiration and so on. So all of a sudden, now they have to discover that about you, and they have to prove to you that they are worth your time. So you've change the psychology of the whole interview process, you've become difficult to attain. And now they want you more. They want you more out of all the other candidates they've interviewed because all the other candidates, they they just talk about, hey, they show they have the technical skills and they talk about salary, probably. Um, so the basic things that everybody, ex- that all companies expect that candidates want to talk about and they're desperate for the job. You, on the other hand, gracefully show that you have all the technical skills, you're applying for the right job, it's very easy for you you're not desperate for this job. You want to work here, yes, but you also want to make sure it's the right place for you to work. All of a sudden, you've become difficult to attain and therefore you've become much more desirable. So that is a way to leverage what Dan O'Reilly calls in his book predictably irrational, that we are irrational thinkers, even hiring managers, and it's predictable how uh, we're going to think irrationally. So just make yourself difficult to attain and that's how I would do it. That's how I would personally do it. Um, by talking about non-technical and non-monetary aspects of the job and asking questions around that because that is very unique to everybody. And uh, finally, uh, the bonus tip is about you don't have to be headhunted, right? It's nice, again, if you have a network of recruiters and headhunters, and if you're really good at what you do, then I recommend creating that network, working on that because that will bring you opportunities. But an example, I have an example to clearly illustrate this point. um, It's not even a question in my mind because uh, we recently hired a general manager for Super Data Science and uh, this person, she applied through our careers page. But she did all these steps, right? She wrote a very careful application. It was, you could see it was very well written. She was very thought through. She submitted... um, not a cover letter, but she put in a lot of information into that part of our application where we ask, uh, so why are you the right fit for this role? So effectively, like a cover letter. Uh, but she didn't just write, how did she find the pain points of the company? She went and not only read the job description of the general manager position, she read all of the job descriptions in that same division, like the marketing strategist, the product designer job position, whatever else we had at the time. She read through all of them and that gave her a clearer picture of what the pain points of the company are. So there, that's there's another tip for you. If you're applying for a job, don't just read your job description. Look at job descriptions in adjacent departments, in the same department, adjacent departments, in, in that same division, in other divisions in that same company. What are they looking for right now? And it'll give you a clearer understanding what are their pain points. And then address that, use all that information to address how you're going to help. It will 
it will inevitably shape your cover letter um, because you will now know, oh, okay, so they're hiring a data analyst not just to analyze all sorts of data. They're hiring a data analyst specifically to connect the product team and the uh, finance team because that's where the missing gap is. They already have, it seems like they already have everything else or they're covered on the other sides. This data analyst position is for that. And you you could be you should be able to understand that from reading all those other jo uh, job descriptions that they have on the website. What else? Um, she include examples of her work, like uh, where she's been an uh, operations manager before, what uh, startups she's worked on, and where she's a mentor. Definitely had confidence at the interview because she was applying for the right job. It was clear that she had the experience, so that was out of the question. And that put her in a position to be able to ask questions about uh, what the culture is like, what career aspirations, she, if we can fulfill her career aspirations, needs, and so on. So basically, that definitely is possible, whether you have a headhunter approaching your recruiter, uh, approaching you, or if you're applying through a careers page. Just he keep these uh, five tips in mind, uh, plus the bonus tip. We're going to put them into a... A cheat sheet for you so you can get it at uh, superdatascience.com slash the number of this episode whatever whatever the number of this episode is going to be just go to superdatascience.com slash the number of this episode you can get this cheat sheet to put it in front of you if that's going to be helpful to you but other than that good luck with your job applications less is more better to apply for less positions but very thoughtfully and for the right ones rather than uh, spraying and praying as they say just shooting out your uh, application and a template cover letter to hundreds and thousands of companies that's that doesn't work anymore you don't live in that world so there we go hope that was uh, useful and helpful to you and i look forward to seeing you back here next time until then happy analyzing <laughs>